What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, if you live in the Los Angeles area, which you obviously do if you're listening to our show for the most part, you might be in luck because you wouldn't have to fight local traffic when you're craving an ice-cold Slurpee if you live in one of the areas with the 7-Eleven robot. So all you're going to have to do is hail a robot. 7-Eleven has been testing self-driving robots to deliver some of the convenience store chain's most iconic foods and snacks from Slurpees to their Big Bite hot dogs. They're partnering with food tech startup Serve Robotics, which is backed by Uber. The robot deliveries for 7-Eleven can be made through the 7-Eleven app, which is called 7Now. So if you happen to see a robot driving around with some 7-Eleven stickers on it, don't be alarmed because, you know, it's just bringing somebody their food. So that's what you guys need to know. Can you describe the robot? Um, it's kind of like a small box, like a cooler, I guess, with wheels on it. And it has a little flag that sticks out. And does this I've robot know how to stop at stop signs and oh, yeah. red lights and everything? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. They They're, do. Actually, Amanda and I saw an Amazon package one when we were walking around downtown over the summer. And this one is just, you know, it's similar where it's just like a big, you know, cooler. It's got all the stuff on it and, and they can see where it's going. It can weave through people. It knows like the pedestrian crosswalk situation. They're pretty mm -hmm. sweet. You got to be kidding me. A, a robot that is a cooler mm -hmm. on wheels yep. through traffic. Yep. Yep. For a Slurpee. Yep. Boy, whoever's on the receiving end of that Slurpee, A, is very lazy, number one, and B, I think a little selfish, frankly. Going to endanger the rest of us so you can get a Slurpee? Come it's on. not, I mean, it's not necessarily any more dangerous than, you know, a normal, just like a person going to get one on a bike, you know? I don't know. I mean, Go it's like you're, you're driving down the road and you're like beeping at the cooler that's in front of you. Like, let's go, man. It's green. Well, let's go. Come well, on. they they either operate on like the sidewalk or in the bike lane, I think. They, oh, they don't drive on safe. like the regular road. Yeah, that's no, safe. they don't. There are a lot here in downtown LA. You see them very regularly. Mm, let's put them in the bike lane. That's that's awfully safe for all my cycling buddies out there. Oh, well, listen, don't get me started on your cycling buddies. I don't know if it's actually your buddies that actually do it. Some of these cyclists, I mean, a lot, I would say the majority of them um, do a good job of, you know, being able to be on the road. There's a, oh, there's always at least one cyclist every time I'm out on a weekend, particularly that feels like they own the road. Yep. That's true. And let me tell you people. something, George. Let me tell you something. I don't like those guys either because um, it makes all of us who put on our Lance Armstrong gear and get on our bikes. <laughs> It puts all of us in great danger. So I'll also say to a guy, I'll be like, yo, bro, you're making it difficult for all of us. But um, I'm telling you right now, you just got to slow down because you don't want to hit one of those guys. Ruin your day more than his. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, I, uh, you got me uh, hooked on King Tut right now. So I've been doing some reading during the break. Tell me. Apparently, you know, he had a, an overbite. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I had an overbite, a cleft hard palate, possibly a mild case of scoliosis, too, apparently. Didn't oh. know this. According to a CT scan uh, that they did with his mummy, of his mummy in 2005, mm -hmm. and uh, diagnosed with a flat right foot and potentially a left foot that was clubbed, although that has been disputed. Okay. Now, in the meantime, now you understand why I'm a little skeptical. In 2005, they did an MRI on his no, spine. No, a CT. A CT scan on his Of his spine. mummy. To, of his mummy to determine if he had scoliosis from you ready for this five thousand years ago we've well, just diagnosed yeah. you somebody call him and let him know hey it's scoliosis man that's why your back was hurting yeah he was only five foot six as well too yeah Cap, the meantime, they can tell if like dinosaurs had cavities right exactly what do you mean you think they can't tell what king tut had dinosaurs had cavities what were they eating snicker bars <laughs> i don't know maybe there's some of those well, they well you know, teeth bears. can rot. I mean, even, yeah. the, you know, I mean, it just doesn't matter how, how what, what you're eating. The teeth can rot if you have like, what if you have like a, uh, you know, you ate something that uh, that caused some sort of like fungus or something on it. You know what I mean? What if you got like a, a turtle shell stuck in your teeth and it never right. came out? Exactly. You don't know if turtle shells are sweet or not. Well, George, you know what? Um, I'm going to invite you and Kelly to the uh, Beyond King Tut exhibit. And then I'll bring a buffer couple just so we have somebody, you know, right in between yeah. us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll learn. We'll do some homework together. We'll research. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. You don't even want to go again because you're like, you've already, you're already a, a King Tut denier. No, I would, um, I would go again. I like the virtual reality part. Because like you felt like you were in the metaverse for the right. first time. I like being in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Cappy, NFL ca uh, QB carousel is heating up in a big, big way before I get to the Rams. Um, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. You buying it? Um, I definitely think Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to play again, I could see him leaving Green Bay. So the question is, could I see him going to the Jets? I mean, why would he go from what is one of the greatest organizations in the NFL's history, traditionally, and go to what is considered one of the worst? Because most guys think I can be the difference. So I could see it. Like, And I know everybody just links two and two. Well, Nathaniel Hackett was his offensive coordinator. They had a lot of success together. Now Hackett is the offensive coordinator of the Jets. So therefore, he's going. I don't... I mean, I, well, I wait a second. Wasn't out. your boy? Wasn't your boy also his like uh, his offensive coordinator or QB coach for a minute too? Yeah, not for a minute, for several minutes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's never gone. You know, he didn't go to Cleveland. And he's not going to Cleveland anytime soon. Right. But so, there was actually some talk about uh, that particular offensive coordinator leaving one place and going to the Jets, and maybe there would be somebody you know reuniting. I, I'm not. It's not out of the question for me that Aaron Rodgers. Might go to the Jets. I mean, I, why would you want to go to the Jets? I mean, well, again, look, look at what Brett Favre went through when he went there. Like, if anything, do you want to do the things Brett Favre did? Like, make those mistakes too? Well, I mean, didn't Brett Favre make the mistake of sending the massage therapist like a uh, an inappropriate? Why picture? do we need to have that conversation? Well, I don't I mean, think is that's that what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I mean, is that is he going to do the same thing? I'm talking about football, right? Oh, now. I thought you were talking about being with the Jets and problems that you know arise when yeah, you're with the Jets. I, and I don't know arise. what Brett Favre did or who he did it to. I know there was a thing. I don't remember it. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want us to get sued or we're not going to get something. sued. We're not getting. I mean, sued. listen. We almost did one time already this yeah, year. Yeah, but Brett Favre is in Mississippi, and he's got other things to deal with right now. Okay, yeah. Nonetheless, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him wanting to go there, but I see him saying, "I could fix it." I don't know that he can. I don't kind of doubt that he can, but I think that he. So he's going to he go to a team with the Jets, who I think has an okay offensive line. Mm-hmm. A good running game if their running back comes back healthy in Brees Hall, even though the guys around him after him were, were fine. A bunch of young wide receivers, which he didn't necessarily love, even though these guys are more talented than the guys that he had in Green Bay. But they're still young receivers. They don't have a ton of experience. And a, a really good defense with a defensive-minded coach. Like I don't think that's some team he's going to go and say, oh, they're a Super Bowl-winning team. No, but what he might do is say, hey, Nathaniel, all the stuff we did when we were in Green Bay together, when I look at this roster, I think we could do the same thing here. And if the offense improves by this percentage with a defense that's already pretty good, you know what? I think we could make some noise like this. Okay, but let me ask you this. Yeah. Isn't the AFC so much harder than the NFC? Uh, I would say that it probably would be considered that you'd have a, a longer way to go to get from where yeah. the Jets are like, to like get just, to the Super just, Bowl. Just think about it, okay? First of all, the Jets were the worst team in their own division. Let's start with that, okay? Um, you know, we'll see what New England does in the offseason. We'll see what Miami does in the offseason. And obviously, Buffalo is really damn good, okay? Then, in the AFC North, you, always, you can never count out the Ravens. The Bengals are awesome. And Pittsburgh was... Better than we anticipated, particularly in the second half. And I guess Lindsey's Browns are there somewhere too. Yeah, but so yeah, but George, and, you know, but you're bringing. These I'm guys assuming Deshaun Watson isn't going to be the dumpster fire he was this season. Probably moving not. forward. But you know, you so, mentioned these things though, and it's like, but when you think about the Jets, because you're, I know what you're getting at. You know, are they better than these guys? Are they better than these guys? They're not. No, they're not. And even with Aaron Rodgers, they're not because Aaron Rodgers isn't as good as he used to be either. But there was a time before the Jets fell completely apart at the end of the year. I think they lost seven games or so in a row where there was thought that they're not that bad, and they went through a bunch of quarterbacks this year. Remember, Joe Flacco started for them. This yeah, Mike, kid that they got from BYU, that's no good, right? Uh, so, yeah, oh, yeah, the kid Zach, from BYU. Is it Wilson? Zach Wilson. Right, yeah. so and he's Mike terrible. White. Right. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, is that the Jets were bad again, but they played three different quarterbacks. Right, and they, but they I still drafted don't think, the wrong guy. But the assumption is none of these teams are going to, like, you, you know, the, the way we're talking is like none of these teams around them are going to get better. They all, um, a lot of them are going to get better. I'm just looking at the Jets this year, remembering. No way, bro. Like, that's if I, look, Steelers, not that Aaron Dolphins, needs my Packers advice. and Broncos, four straight wins. They beat the not Bills. That Aaron, not that Aaron needs my advice, but I do know someone who Aaron chats with. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know this person, too. I just will tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I actually will tell you in the break. How about that? Okay. okay. All right. I'll take it. See? You see? I finally gave you something. Why okay? are you going to just tell me on the air? No! 
Who does Aaron Rodgers talk to that we both know? That person. Yeah. You know, not that I guess, not that I think this person is talking to him about football stuff anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, if they, if I were that person, I would tell him, bro, tell Aaron the Jets. That's a terrible idea. Okay. All right. Is yeah. it Keyshawn? No. Oh. Is it Pat McAfee? No. Okay. I mean, I he ta he knows them, but I don't know Pat McAfee. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. Okay. Well, I was wondering who we know that that talks to uh, right. Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't know Pat McAfee, so there you go. So it's not. Well, him. I didn't know if you didn't know him. I thought okay, you knew. Okay. Well, now you know. I bet you he knows you. And knowing is half the battle. So where else are we going with this this quarterback? Carousel? Oh, Brady. Rogers I mean, is... Brady also another disaster. The Raiders get at, play the music again, Laura. I mean, Brady's <laughs> really going to go to the Raiders. Yeah. This is a train wreck waiting to happen. Yeah, but it, but it's a good train wreck. What? Yeah, it's good. Uh, is this like when you tried to convince me the Raiders had a good loss against the Chargers? That was week one. That was a good loss. No, it wasn't. It was a solid loss. Very solid. No, listen, seriously, like if you're Tom Brady, let me ask you this. Let's start with this. Do you think Tom Brady still wants to play? Yes. Do you think that there's an NFL team that will employ Tom Brady to be their starting quarterback? Yeah, probably. Then, then why doesn't the Raiders make sense? Why don't the Raiders make sense? Because the Raiders also aren't that good. And right, Tom Brady also not as good as he used to be either. True, but I think these downtrodden organizations look at these older quarterbacks like you guys know what you're doing and all of our players will listen to you, so you guys come in here and let's, let's do something together. Let's collaborate. Or, as the younger people might say, let's collab. <sighs> The historically, how is that older quarterback moving to the other team worked out? Well, in Tom Brady's case, it worked out really well. He won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. H historically, outs okay, he, that's one instance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think he can continue doing that at forty-five and forty-six years old? You know, George, in my heart of heart, I do believe that. Oh Jesus, for the love! <laughs> I mean, in my heart, I do believe that Tom Brady is a 5,000-yard-a-year guy, even at 45 or 46 years old. You put him back together with his old offensive coordinator and you give him a weapon like he's got now in, in Vegas? Right, but wait, he had Mike Evans. Like, Mike Evans is really damn good. Yeah, Mike Evans And good. Chris Godwin, also really good. Yeah, but Devontae Adams better. Okay, yeah, but who's the next receiver? He's going to throw to Mac Hollins? I was thinking Hunter Renfro would be my guy. Oh, yeah, you, you want him to be Julian Edelman and Wes Welker 2.0? That's exactly why you go to the Raiders, because that's what you do. And the Raiders' defense just magically going to get better? Tom Brady's going to play defensive line also. Okay. And he's going to have more sacks All than right, Aaron let, Donald. Let's do this. Speaking of the Raiders, where's Derek Carr going? Is he going to the Texans? Come on. Derek Carr is going to go to where his brother was beaten into submission. He's going to go to that organization. I mean, that seems ridiculous, too. Well, if he goes there, I can tell you this. If Derek Carr goes to the Texans, he's not going there because he's like, hey, this year we're going to win the Super Bowl. Or, hey, in the next five years we're going to win the Super Bowl. He's going to go there because that's the only place that's going to give him a starting job. And if you're the Texans, why would you want to sign Derek Carr? You've already been basically tanking for two years. Why wouldn't you just tank one more year and get Caleb Williams? I would not. If I were Houston, the only way I'd want to get Derek Carr is if everybody understands he's a Band-Aid. Derek Carr is not good enough to do what Matthew Stafford did, which is leave one team, go to the next team, and have everything work for him and win a Super Bowl. I, I don't think Derek Carr is good enough to do what yeah. Matt Stafford did. And then you put I, him on I a bad agree. team, yeah. then what is he? Yeah, I would agree. And then Lamar, I don't buy Lamar's leaving Baltimore. I don't buy that for a second. I think he's going to still be there. I do buy it. I, I think major damage was done to that relationship, and I think that coaching and ownership looks at Lamar now and thinks, we can't trust him. He's not really all about us and all about winning. He's all about him and his money. And if if the thought is that he did not play because of the contract versus he was really hurt, and I know that's an ongoing debate, if they believe that he didn't play because he just chose not to, come on, you can't you can't get back in bed with that guy. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you Does think he, he need hurt? a buffer couple? Is that what they need? They need a buffer couple of those guys? A buffer couple might be helpful. Yeah. You know, talk to the owner. Yeah. Buffer hey, couple. Coming up next, we didn't get to the Rams. The Rams make an addition. We'll get to that next. Plus, the interesting parallels between 
the Lakers and Celtics rivalry and the LeBron versus the Celtics rivalry. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do you know the dance, Cappy? Mm, 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 so I creep. creep. 23 and loneliness. We don't talk like we used to. Uh, uh, uh. Now this is pretty strange. But I'm not bugging because I still feel the same. Dude, we should honestly create a mm-hmm. boy band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not boys, though. I know. But We're grown-ass old men. I know, but that's kind of the beauty of it. We're a boy band of a bunch of old guys. But we still got it. We can sing. We can dance. I feel like you just created like some sort of SNL comedy that something should be like in a movie, <laughs> right? It's like Will Ferrell and those guys and like Mike Myers and they're like an old boy band and they're still together, you know, yeah, they're maybe touring should, one more time. <laughs> maybe we should take me and you, Mason in Ireland, uh-huh. Travis and Slee. And hit throw, the road? Throw in Beto and the big CY. Tour dates? And then, yeah, and do like a whole act at the Mandy's. You know, like a whole boy band act at the Mandy's. No, definitely not. I mean, we got a great crew. That's a great crew of guys. This is is what ends up happening. You end up trying to sign us up for things that Mm -hmm. we cannot fulfill. Because you do this to yourself all the time. And now you're trying to drag the rest of us down with you. Not Not down. Trying to bring you guys up. Yeah. Trying to lift you up. Not bring you down. I lift you up. I take you into the night. And Georgie, show you love like you've never seen, never seen. See, that's good. Like, as a boy band, that would be really good. Not really. No, not really. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Speaking of which, I'll get to Coach in a second and his team. But Mm -hmm. uh, do you see that uh, the Rams brought in Mike LaFleur? Mm -hmm. Brother of... Aaron Rodgers is head coach. Matt LaFleur? Correct. Yeah, I saw the name and I went, okay, so they took this guy from the Jets. Now, here we were just talking about how the how bad the Jets were, how many quarterbacks they went through, right. how ineffective their offense was. Right. And now what we're saying is, is that the Rams just went out and signed this, this coach. Now, yeah, but you know what the- he also did is that he used to coach. I don't know if these two coached together, McVay and Mike LaFleur, mm-hmm. but Matt LaFleur definitely coached with McVay yeah, in Washington. So, right, so um, the Laf- the little LaFleur, this guy yeah. right here, yeah, he and Robert Sala. You should, you should call him Lil LaFleur, like, like L-I-L. Like, right, Lil LaFleur. Yeah. Like, so L- Lil LaFleur, Lil. He, he and uh, Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, yeah. Apparently, these guys were like old school pals, came up in coaching together, were best men in each other's weddings. Right. And now you got your best man, your best friend. I'm the head coach. He's my offensive coordinator. Two years into it, you're like, hey, bro. So, look, here's the deal. Um, there's lots of jobs out there for you, probably better ones than this. Yeah. And um, Go to Sean. You can go work you, right. with Sean. Sean's going to call the plays anyway. Right. You go to McVeigh. And here's the good news. And for by you. the way, you'll probably be a head coach soon right. too, because right. if it's if you coach with McVeigh or Shanahan, you're going to be a head coach. Right. Here's what's going to happen: Lafleur, Lil Lafleur, is going to come to the Rams. He's going to coach for a season. Right. He's the Rams' to, offense will look good because they'll be healthy, right. and, and and Sean is reinvigorated. And here's what happens: the Jets fire Robert Sala. Yeah. They hire a Lil Lafleur. 
Yeah. And then Robert Sala becomes his defensive coordinator with the Jets. No, I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, I don't think actually either of those will happen. But little LaFleur may end up getting a job out of it. It's a weird little coaching community, isn't it? With all these guys, little yeah. brothers. Well, Raheem and- Morris and, uh, and Sean um, are best friends. You know? Are they they best were all friends? together yeah. in Washington. Yeah. And in Tampa. Yep, that's right. I, I, don't, I don't know. Was Sean with Raheem in Tampa? I'm not positive of that. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, um, well, Raheem might have been there already, but remember, Sean started in Tampa with yeah, Gruden. that's right. When, when yeah. Gruden was there, right. Yeah. And I think Raheem yeah. may have taken over for Gruden, I think. I'm, yeah, so Raheem might have been on the staff in some capacity. Yeah, I don't think he took over for Gruden. He took over after somebody else yeah, in I between Gruden. Yeah. yeah. But Raheem me, might have been on the staff. Yeah. I know a lot of people think of me as being like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers historian. And I really? don't mean to let you down. I don't mean to let you down on that one. Yeah. Right. You know, but it's I know. I I know you But think to your I point, am. a lot yeah. of this is look, I mean, life is like this, uh, which leads to the unfortunate part of guys um not getting uh you know opportunities to be head coaches, right? A lot there's a lot of talk today, and understandably so about Steve Wilkes. Um but you know, this business is very much a lot about um, who you know, right? So Raheem Morris gets an opportunity. And by the way, Raheem Morris has done a good job with the Rams defense these last two years. Um, and and he, you know, he may get another opportunity to be a head coach, hopefully, um, if that's the case. And it looks like Raheem was uh, on the staff. Yeah, he was yeah. on Gruden's staff? He was a quality control staff a person, yes. Okay, and then was, was McVay And there? I believe McVay was also a quality control person. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. How about that? Look at that history. Yeah. They were there. Yeah, because 2002 and Sean. Nope, Sean was there after. My bad. But wait, hold on. Wait a second. Second stint. Stand by. Hang on. Second stint. Second stint. Yes. There was some cross-pollination. Okay, gotcha. He was the DB coach when Sean came in as uh, offensive assistant. So they were in Tampa Bay together. Wow. Look at that. We found some, it. So anywho. Some, and some instant research right there. Yeah. So, well, I'm quick at Google. Hey, by the way, you know, yeah. this this little LaFleur who's coming in to take over as offensive coordinator for the Rams, you know how we kind of all just sort of brushed under the rug the guy who was the offensive coordinator last year who's now at Kentucky? Yeah. Like, how come none of us even question, like, wait a second, bro, why are you leaving to go to Kentucky to be the offensive coordinator at Kentucky? Well, that probably was one of those, like, hey, bro, you should probably leave because... You know, it's not working out as great as we thought. I know, but that was happening early. But I feel like the guy came from Kentucky. And he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to leave and go back to the college ranks. I'm not Liam Cohen. I'm not even going to give myself a chance to become an NFL offensive coordinator. This is like the first guy from the McVay tree that didn't go from offensive coordinator to head coach. This is like the first guy that went from offensive coordinator of the Rams to offensive coordinator at Kentucky. He didn't go to Alabama. I, I, I don't feel like he's really like... I mean, I guess he's part of the McVay. Well, he's been there for a while now that I think about it, because he was the like he was an assistant. Like, I want to say he, he was like the assistant, like wide receivers coach. Well, I don't know, man. Point. You say he's not part of the McVay tree. I mean, no, he is. Friend, he is. He I mean, is. Brandon he Staley's is. not part of the McVay tree. He was there for one year. Yeah, this guy's a bigger, but you know what? I mean, his role. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, he was assistant's wide receivers coach one year, and then assistant's quarterbacks coach. So he was never like the actual guy. Guy. And then he went to Kentucky to be the OC. Mm-hmm. They had a good year there. He went to the Rams. Sean brought him back probably with fam- because of familiarity. And now he's like, he probably told him, look, bro, just go go back to Kentucky. You'll be good. That or he didn't he want said, to fire him. You know? or, he sa- or he said, hey, you know what, coach? I kind of like the college game. So at the end of this year, I'm going to go back. Maybe. Maybe. I, or maybe it was, you know, it could be mutual. We're not, we're, we're, we're not ruling that out either. I don't know, man. It just happened early. And I guess what I'm saying is it, before the season was over, it was like week yeah. 15. They're like, hey, he's leaving. He's going back to Kentucky. I just think that's weird. Uh, yeah, it's probably because clearly it didn't work out, right? So there you go. So now you got Mike LaFleur, little LaFleur. Mm-hmm. You know, and little LaFleur was part of Kyle Shanahan's team in Atlanta and in San Francisco. So, you know. And Shanahan McVeigh, there's a lot of inner, you know, intertwining there in those uh, in those trees yeah. because of the dad. They all came from the dad's tree, from Mike Shanahan. So, you know, they all kind of play similarly. Mike Shanahan was such a such an interesting character as an NFL head coach. I remember we were I was doing a broadcast one day, George. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the uh, Chargers were playing the Broncos, and this is going back some time. And uh, Jake Plummer was the quarterback of the Broncos. 
Yeah. And they're working on him on the sidelines, and they're working on his shoulder, right? And at halftime, I say, well, coach, um, what's going on with Jake? You know, what, what's going to be? And he's like, well, you know, we're, we're examining him for a concussion. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back and play in the second half. I'm like, well, do they usually work on his shoulder when they're looking at concussion? And he's like, he's got a concussion. That's the deal, pal. You know? And like after the game, they were like, coach, why'd you lie about his injury? And he was like, because that's gamesmanship. I don't want to tell the other team what, what's going on with my player. I'm like, yeah, but you, you lied about his injury. It's like tough. Did, did he call you pal? Uh, I don't remember him calling me pal. I don't oh. know. If, I mean, that may have been my additional word. Right. Tell you I'm though, the next you, year, you the next year though, they, there. the next year they wouldn't let me in the in the meeting rooms. Yeah, I don't blame they, him. What? Well, what do you mean you don't blame? Him? It wasn't my fault. He lied. Yeah. I mean, but you you uh, you made you made him look bad. I didn't make him look bad. He made himself look bad. You I mean, probably, happened? but in his eyes, that's not the case. And you know, football—you know—it's not—you know—it's more authoritarian than it is democracy. So. You know, when they when they told him when they told the uh, the crew, "Hey, Kaplan's not coming into this meeting with Mike Shanahan because Shanahan's pissed at him because of what happened last year." Jim Nance was like, uh, "No, that's not happening. Kaplan's coming into the meeting," and and, and pff, called called the boss, called the big boss. What they're going to shut him out because last year he lied to him? Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not happening here. We're a team. And? I was in that meeting that night. Look at you, Cappy. Well, it wasn't me. It was Nance. Well, I mean, yeah. Look at you, Jim Nance. Good man, Jim Nance. Good yeah. man. Speaking of good men, how about my guy, Honest Abe? He's outstanding. Oh, my God. You'll love him. I can't wait for you to meet him. You know what? He will bring it in with you. Oh, bro. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, after yeah. listen, I gave that huge shout out yesterday to those Marines at, down at Camp Pendleton. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. But first, before we get into Radio Tinder, I have to bring this up on the air because we were just talking during the break about Fullerton Ford and how Michael Buffer's involvement in it because he does the Yeah, he does their commercials. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and you can hear them. You hear Michael Buffer's voice on, on the station, yeah. And I was like, oh, um, did he have to pay a bunch of money to do that? He does not. You know? so, so Abe's story, I mean, you guys think I'm joking with this stuff. Like, Abe's story is so, like, crazy inspirational that he just took a big swing and wrote Michael Buffer um, and told him, hey, man, here's my background. Here's who I am. This is my life story. I love you. I think you're awesome. I'd love to collaborate. And Buffer read his 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 letter and was like, went, got back to him like a day or two later and said, let's do it. Whatever you want to do, I got you. You know, like him and Buffer are legit friends based off him literally writing him a letter. That's really, really cool. I was like, yeah, oh, that's so awesome. Cappy, there's hope for you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know. But I mean, me and Michael Buffer are not really that tight. Um, no, but Bruce, I'm just saying not just Michael Buffer. Just write a letter oh, to who? I don't know. Maybe Bruce Buffer about. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, when I told Bruce how much I love him and how much better he is than Michael. Well, actually, now that I think about it, that was the story. I think Bruce read the letter first, then gave it to Michael, and then that's how they connected, and now they're all friends. Gotcha. I love Bruce Buffer. With Honest Abe. See, Cappy, letters work. Tweeting right, but, doesn't. But what am I... Wait, tweeting <laughs> doesn't? No, he wrote real, like a real letter. Yeah. yeah. Right, but what am I... Who am I going to write a letter to? Who do I need something from that I need to write a I letter mean, to? I mean, you always need something from somebody, it seems like. Right, but I mean... Hey, hey, you want Taylor Swift tickets. I don't know who you got to write a oh, letter to, write, bro. You should write, uh, yeah, Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. Don't tweet at her. Write her. Yeah. Is that what they call her, Tay-Tay? I, no, I, I don't know anybody yeah, calls her know. Tay-Tay. Not she one person do I know. would know. I don't know. Call her Tay-Tay. Yeah, I don't no. know who call, what they call her. No, they call her T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle, they do. I do yeah, know that. You should That's know that. That's true. If you're yeah. going to try and get to the, to the concert, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of pop stars. Yeah. Britney Spears in the news once again mm-hmm. she called out her fans after she received a wellness check from police officers wednesday afternoon ventura county sheriff's office said that 
Police received calls from fans after Britney deleted her Instagram account and sparked concern, but they didn't think that the singer was in any immediate danger. The pop star tweeted that she felt like the wellness check was an invasion of her privacy and that she wishes fans would be more respectful of her privacy. Damn. So despite her often, I guess, odd, we'll call it, behavior on social media, do you guys think that Britney's fans should just let her live? And leave her alone. Swipe left yeah, or swipe I mean, right. I'm gonna swipe right. I do think I was wondering why my wife was doing a story today about Taylor Swift. I was like, what? Like, why? Are, I mean, not that uh, Britney Spears. I mean, T. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't. So now that all makes sense because I didn't know why she was in the news. But um, yeah, look, I, I think just because she took a break, it, what? Because she took a break on Instagram. Basically, is that what it was? Yeah, because she's been kind of posting some weird stuff lately, and that had people concerned. And then she's turned off all the comments, and then wait, she completely... as in she kind of already posts weird stuff regardless. Right, like I've right. never felt like she's posting stuff that I feel like is not at least a little strange. Right, so like, how like is her this holding different? Her boobs? Like, is right, that how strange? Is different from anything it, else she's done, right? Well, it's gotten more and more biz bizarre. I guess you would call it. Like, I love Britney, and like, let her live her life, whatever she wants to do. I'm not judging her. Yeah, leave Britney I'm, alone. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it just seems like some some things are, I guess, people would think it's just, you know, a, a, a million dollar pop star should not be posting on social media. People are concerned about her. So it's gotten a little weird. And yeah, so people called once she deleted her Instagram and they were like, somebody go check on Britney and make sure she's OK. And so then the police did. And, and Britney got mad. Didn't she have an episode a couple of weeks back that was caught yeah. on tape? And I think TMZ had the video of her and her husband in a restaurant. Well, it wasn't really an episode. She was just kind of like like dancing along to some music and like you know just being being goofy and people thought that she was like unhinged or something but it wasn't an episode i, I saw know but it. didn't it was... he walk out on her uh, it, it, we don't nobody knows there's no well, like, i'm just saying we... what the videos what the video showed and the way it was reported whether or not it was accurate or not i'm not sure but yeah but I, hey listen on the other hand i'm gonna swipe left hey britney fans i feel you if all of a sudden Britney Spears gets rid of her Instagram and I can't look at her and all these crazy videos that she puts out there of her topless, holding her boobs, dancing and doing all these 360 moves, like that that's entertainment to me. If she all of a sudden deletes her account, I'm worried about her. Yo, coppers, yeah. go check on her. Hey, by the way, uh, Tay-Tay uh, is one of her nicknames, Taylor Swift. Oh, really? Yeah. Who calls her that? Uh, it says it here in this article that I'm reading that it says T-Swizzle, Tay-Tay, uh, Blondie, uh, Miss Americana. Then uh, there's another one I missed. There's a documentary on. named Miss Americana. Mer yeah. Miss Americana is after her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, uh, Swifty, they call her Swifty too. Not heard of um, that. Yeah, so Tay, Tay-Tay, Swifty, T-Swizzle, Miss Americana, and Blondie are her nicknames. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I was right. Tay-Tay. No, no, you no. no. Hey, hey. Tay-Tay. <sighs> fifth, fifth side today. I'm going for a record as someone in the <laughs> circle oh, of yeah. trust. Oh, the asked. circle of trust is keeping track of your size today. Yeah. It's yeah. Friday. We need a couple yeah. extra sides. It's you know? side day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Woo! <laughs> yeah. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, so two days after the Razzie Awards unveiled their choices for the worst movies and performances of 2022, the organization is already backtracking, at least on one category. After facing criticism online for nominating... Firestarter star Ryan Kiera Armstrong in the worst actress category, despite the fact that she's only 11 years old, the Razzies have announced <laughs> that they're retracting her nomination. They're also instituting an age limit for future nominees. From now on, <laughs> actors will have to be at least 18 years old in order to qualify for the Razzies annual insults. Weak. Should children be exempt from the Razzie Awards? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe right and say, uh, no, I guess I'm going to swipe left. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to say no. Listen, if you are 11 years old and you star in a movie and you get an award for being great, everybody's fine with it. But these guys give awards for being bad, I guess. And mm -hmm. so now it's like, oh, she's only 11. She's in a movie. She's a movie star. That's a good point. I she mean, does listen. qualify for the, the good award. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, if the performance was awesome and everybody said it was awesome, good for her. If the performance was bad, which I don't know if it was or it wasn't, and if they thought it was so bad and they gave her the Razzie, I mean, if people pay attention to what Razzies are, I don't do that. Do people? I feel like when they come out, people talk about them in this type of context, you know? 
and, then, uh, and then yeah. and then they're all I mean Mason Mason up. was like apoplectic uh to use that word again uh, about the the Razzies he was like screw the Razzies I hate the Razzies blah 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 I was like yo wow okay you are indignant is what you are no, Mason was indignant. Oh, I just thought those two words were attached in some when way. When did you so guys start use using all these fancy words? Oh, George yesterday broke out his thesaurus, his fatharith. <laughs> he broke out his whole. He broke out his whole vocabulary last I night. I do try to help people with their vocabulary around here, so there's that. You know, I think the audience enjoys it too. I think what happened was George did a speaking engagement yesterday at USC, and he decided to get all SAT on us. You know. It was a great speaking engagement. I had a really good time with those young people. They were really that's right. Yeah. Did you give and, them a, and a number class? of them? Another of them listened to the show, which is kind of cool. Which I didn't cool. know young people were, you know, in their, you know, late teens and early twenties would be listening to AM radio. Thank you. Well, George, that's, awesome. that's because, or they could when, be listening on the app. I guess that's true too. When you have a young guy like me, I attract the younger people. <laughs> you, know? you are the man of the people, Cappy. Young, I don't right, know what next. the hell word you called it—a plectoplectic. <laughs> All right, next, last please? one. So yeah. Eddie Murphy was a guest on the Jimmy Kimmel show two nights ago to promote his new Netflix movie, You People. You, you people. people. You people. Exactly. I can't wait to watch this movie. Me too. I know. Can't I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm super I'm super bummed that I couldn't make it to the premiere that I got invited to. God darn it. And what is the uh, it's it's tonight and you said it's uh, what what um, Netflix. 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 Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. So considering Murphy is one of the funniest comedians of like the past few decades, Kimmel asked him to name the most naturally funny person he's ever met. Mm -hmm. So without hesitation, Murphy named Red Fox, who's you know he's the stand-up comic and yeah. the Sanford and Son star. Well, right. Yeah, they also quote, were together. And what movie was it, Georgia? Hollywood. Harlem uh, Nights. Harlem Nights. Yeah. 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 He said without even trying, everything that came out of his mouth was funny. So instead of having you guys swipe, who would you say is the most naturally funny person that you know? That I know personally? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's a, tough a call. great question. That is a tough um, call. You know, if I had to think about it, if someone like I know that you guys would... Um, man, that's a tough call. That's a tough call right there. We can come back baseball. to that. We can revisit So I, I would say, honestly, now, now humor is subjective, right? I think this guy, I think he's really funny. Someone I work with here at ESPN... Um, like I, I always think perk makes me laugh so much because he has all those perkisms. You know what I mean? Like the, that country drawl with the kind of country sayings. Like he always makes me laugh, and he definitely makes me laugh when him and Richard Jefferson are together because they're kind of like an odd couple thing going on, kind of like me and Cappy. I'll tell you guys right now. Um, I wouldn't have anybody famous that would come to mind because when you say who's the most naturally funny person, like it's just who makes you laugh all the time. I got a cousin named Brett. Who everything this kid said made me freaking die laughing. Cousin Brett, there yeah. you go. So, yeah, I don't have I don't have a red fox for you. Well, I wouldn't expect you to, Cappy. I mean, I Eddie mean, Murphy. Eddie Murphy got every. I was surprised. I would have thought that Eddie Murphy. If you would ask me, guess, I would have thought that he would have said um, Richard Richard Pryor. Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about non-famous people? I mean, actual famous people. Which one? Like, who's the most famous comedian or funniest comedian to you? Oh, I mean, I think Eddie Murphy in his peak was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my lifetime, you know? And I saw the, I think Richard Pryor, uh, Live at the Sunset Strip is an incredible stand-up comedy act, but I still think to me, like, I don't know, maybe it's because of, you know, I was, it was like when I was first introduced to stand-up comedy, it was Eddie Murphy first, you know? Yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy in the 80s had two specials that were out of control between Delirious and what was the other one called? Um, Raw. Raw. And then, like, there were some stand-ups, though, back in the day. Like, Andrew Dice Clay in 1987, The Dice Man Cometh, one of the all-time greatest. And I'll tell you another one that's very underrated. Hmm. Robert Klein, uh, man of the, a boy of the 60s, man of the 80s. Robert Klein's one of my all-time oh, favorite stand-up George Carlin. Comics. Anything George Carlin is oh. usually really good. And I thought really insightful. Uh, you can watch George Carlin now and still be like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love George Carlin. All right, that is Radio Tinder presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Tequila Always Mandala. swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. I'm going to have some mandala in a couple days. 
after so dry you're, January. You're keeping the whole dry January. I got to give you. Well, credit. I might as well I finish it out. It's already the 27th, for God's sake. Yeah, I broke. I'm breaking it tomorrow night. And I time. had like the Santa Ana winds were killing me, and it gave me like a little bit of like an allergy cold mix thing I had going on for a few days. So yeah. at this point, I might as well just let that all get out of me. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, yeah. But when I'm at nah. Yamava tomorrow and on Sunday, I'm planning on getting down, you know? Okay. Well, good for you, pal. Yeah. Uh, hey, I didn't. I, I skipped over this earlier because we were running behind, but uh, I want to get into, I think, the interesting parallels between the Lakers-Celtics rivalry and LeBron's individual rivalry with the Celtics because LeBron has played on multiple teams uh, and the Celtics have been in his way a number of times. So I think there's some cool parallels there. We'll get to some of that. Sticking around, we'll get back to football at 6 o'clock, 710 ESPN. It, there's no question it was the best one ever, right? Like, I, at least for sure at a, at a football game, at the very least. I mean, um, you know, maybe Marvin Gaye uh, here in L.A. at the All-Star game, but, like, different vibe to it. Completely different vibe, obviously. But I would say Whitney, you know, is top two, max. It was, uh, it just was a moment in time as Chris brings it up, you know, going back to the early 90s and everything that was going on in the world and the U.S. being at war and everything. Um, and to have her sing in such dramatic fashion in the flyover in the Super Bowl, it was so Americana. So it gets a lot of hype. I mean, it was a great rendition, obviously. I saw a person the other night, George. This is on mm -hmm. Wednesday night yeah. at the Laker game. A dude by the name of Blair Perkins. And I only remember the name because I got a buddy named Blair and then I was thinking about Big Perk. And, I, and the person's name was Blair Perkins. And this guy, man, he brought the house down the other night. Nice. So, so congratulations to Big Perk for doing the national anthem the other night over at the, uh, over at the Laker game. Carry on. Nice job out of you, pal. Yep. Um, Cappy, let me, let me ask you a question. Go um, ahead. Are, are we really going to do the pickleball thing next week? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We got to start practicing pickleball. Okay, I think well, I got it on my that. calendar for Tuesday. I reached out at my place. They said it's first come, first serve. There's no reservations for the courts. Okay, let's go. All right, so I told you, you we you can do it out here. There's a spot. Tuesday, we, the 31st. Yeah. It's Tuesday. The, the Lakers, I think, are playing the Knicks. We're off. Yeah, we're off Monday. We're not on again until Wednesday after today. That's ridiculous. I mean. Ridiculous. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm going to take the day off. I don't know about you, but you know, Bergman hit me up and he was like, "Hey, um, you got these days off, right?" And uh, Ireland's got these days off, and we were thinking that maybe you and you and Mason would do the show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, but but if I if I have the day off and then I don't take the day off, then I don't really have the day off, do I?" What do you think, George? What do you I think mean, I it's do? up to you if you want to work, you know. I mean, who wants to work? I mean, I don't know if anybody really wants to work. I, don't, even I mean, what I we don't. What we do I, isn't really work. But. I know. I mean, I like being here from four to seven. I don't, if I need to be with Mace from one to four, I don't know. Let's see how the weekend goes. Let's see how me and Mace do. Oh, with that's Rachel true. And Juan. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how it all goes. This maybe weekend. just do Monday then. No, I guess you're going to want to be on a Monday after the championship games, aren't you? I, yeah, I'm not sure if Monday was offered to me. Oh, he. Oh, really? I don't remember which dates it, wa it was. Oh, wow. Ireland, he wouldn't yeah. even give you Monday because I feel like Monday is the day that you want to be on. Yeah, but I'm not sure Ireland might be on that day. Well, don't, no, they have a game. Monday oh, and Tuesday yeah, they play. You're right. You know, he wouldn't be on, would he? Yeah, so he I must have offered it to, to yeah, someone else. talking about, Cappy, because like the show, you want to do a show, but you guys have the days off because of the Lakers games. Right. I just was thinking to myself. Um, but I'd pop on. If I was you trying did to remember Monday, the I'd even pop on with you for a little bit. Yeah, I was just trying to remember the dates. I mean, that was the thing. Bergman sent me all these dates. He's like, hey, these are the dates that Ireland's off. Will you take these shows? Right. And I, I was like, gosh, man, I hate to say no to anybody ever. I'm such a, I'm such a yes guy all the time. I never yeah. say no. Yeah. But I really want to say no. Yeah. Did you say no? I kind of strung him along. I was like, well, on this day... <laughs> That's not shocking based yeah. on I was like, the, I was like the on this day, I've kind of got like a dentist appointment, and then on this day, I'm supposed to be here, and then yeah. maybe I could do this day. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. Do you really have a dentist appointment? No, I just didn't want to do it. Right. You know yeah, he's so. probably listening, right? Oh, that was probably not a smart... Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're on the air? Hello? Yeah. 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 Might yeah. be. Yeah. You're B. What's the next movie you're going to see before I get to the Lakers Celtics? Well, I don't know about the next movie I'm going to see, but... Let's go uh, see Knock at the Cabin. What's that one about? The M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, I want to see oh, that. Oh, that, that looks, looks terrible. That looks awful. You know what we should go see? 80 for what? Brady. 
No, that looks terrible. <laughs> no, that looks cute. No, that's terrible. Actually, I need to go see Black Panther. Then I'm gonna go see Otto. Oh, then, I've uh, seen Otto. And then I'm gonna see Black Knock Panther's at the Cabin, amazing. the M Night, the M Night Shyamalan movie. What's the um, Lindsay? Oh, you want to go? Yeah. I, Laura, I do you like that. M Night Shyamalan? Yeah, let's go. I let's love do scary it. movies. I watched one last night that's supposed to be like a really good horror movie that's coming out. It's called um, Skinamarink. And everyone's like, oh, this is one of the scariest movies ever. And I found like a screener for it. Yeah. And it was one of those movies you had to see it in a movie theater. And because I didn't, it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was so disappointed. I mean, M. Night, man, you know, The Sixth Sense. I mean, that to me is one of the weirdest, coolest, scary, like thriller suspense movies of all time. Right now, I'm caught up I in a... I'm I'm in a little bit of a binge right now, so I don't know if I've got. The Let me guess, you've never seen The Sixth Sense, right? I don't think so. No, no. with Bruce Willis? No, I don't remember it. No, you know what? I do think I remember it, but it's been I a long time. People. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like a little kid, I see dead people. Yeah, it's been a long time. And then you know the plot twist. Spoiler alert! If you didn't see it, you know, twenty four years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. He was dead. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. Just, but I'm just going to tell you guys. Dead people. Yeah. Don't know if I can do if I have the bandwidth for a movie right now, George. Because I'm in the middle of a binge right now. Oh right, and you're also maybe going to see King Tut again. Well, I'm going to see King Tut when you and Kelly come down. Uh, Ramona says she'll go see 80 for Brady. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see it. It's her kind of movie. Yeah, it's cute. She just texted in the. She great created a group chat with the four of us. I like that. Way to go, Momo. There's a lot of group chats on this radio station. There are a lot. Oh my god. But let me just say one thing to you. Let me let me say one thing to you. Yeah. You, I tried to get you to do this with me on Monday of this week, and you blew me off. What? What did I do? Okay. I said to you, let's watch this show, White Lotus, because everybody says how great this show is. Yeah, Lindsay, I'll get into it. But Lindsay I want to watch says, Succession, actually, first. Well, yeah, but this is 13 episodes over two yeah, seasons. Yeah, but Succession is going to, the new season is going to start on March 26th. I got to binge that. Bro, bro, you, you've got between now and then, but listen, I'm telling you right now, I'm watching White Lotus because... Beto told me to watch it. But Lindsay I've never seen Succession, and everyone says that's good, too. Succession's great. I just stopped in the middle. i got to kind of pick it back up. Yeah, but so how about you do that, then, with me? I would do that, but I just want to tell you something. All right, I'll 13 episodes, Lotus. two seasons, and I'm, right. I'm into episode one of how, how, season two, and that's all this week. I'm in the middle of a binge. Right. I started Monday. All right, I'll start today. How about Thank that? you. Lindsay, right. Yeah. how good is yeah. White Lotus? It's, it's my yeah. season two of White Lotus, which is the one that just finished, is my favorite show of like the past, I don't know, six or seven years. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just yeah. watched episode one and I, I'm I'm gonna try I, I'll and I'll watch knock White it all Lotus out. if you write Tay Tay a letter. Taylor Swift, T Swizzle? Yeah. What do you want me to say to her? I mean, it worked for Honest Abe. Go work, go write a letter. Hook me tickets? up with tickets. Hey Queen. Hey Queen. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. You know what I'll do? I'll send her a Slay Queen t shirt. There you go. Mm. So She'll love a Slay Queen t-shirt. Now, if she Chances goes out are on they'll stage, never get to her. Yeah. But the letter might. You never know. Why would they? I'm going to put the letter in the Slay Queen t-shirt, in the package. Okay. okay. Uh, Cappy. Yo. You know what? I, I watched Lotus today because tomorrow I'm watching basketball. Big day of basketball tomorrow. Yeah. Big, other than the, other than the Lakers Celtics, what is the game that you I mean, there's games. Oh, my God. There's three games tomorrow on ABC. Triple header on ABC. Mm, I'm not going to be watching it. We got Denver, Philly. To kick no. it off to the top two guys in the MVP race right now. The big men are back. Mm-hmm. Then you got Knicks Nets. Knicks are actually decent. And then, of course, Lakers Celtics with Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Lisa Salters. Well, if you need me, I'll be at the pool at Yamava. Probably you can in the watch hot Lakers tub. Celtics. I'll be watching Lakers Celtics. Yeah. But that's a 530 tip. But you can watch that with Mason and, uh, and Juan and Rachel and the buffer couple. Planning on it. Yeah. So. Here's the interesting thing. It didn't really dawn on me till just now. And it's stupid because I should have like, why didn't I make that connection sooner knowing that I know the history of all these people? You know, obviously the history of the Lakers Celtics, you know, for for a very long stretch of time, it was a one-sided rivalry, as we all know, right? Like the Celtics were beating the Lakers like a drum most years until Magic got there. Mm -hmm. And eventually it took, even it took Magic a little bit some time to kind of get that going. And they finally beat the Lakers, or excuse me, the Celtics. Uh, beat him a couple times, and then obviously Kobe was able to get uh, revenge on the Celtics, and they got some wins. So you know the Lakers, their more recent history has been more fortuitous against the Celtics. And you know LeBron is the exact same thing. I mean Lindsay could tell you, like LeBron, those first years, that first in in Cleveland, he was running through a brick wall trying to get through Boston, and it just wouldn't happen. 
And then, you know, eventually he goes to Miami. They break through. They beat him a couple times in the playoffs. Then he beats him a couple more times. Now, granted, that was a young Celtics team. That wasn't like KG and, you know, and Paul Pierce and those guys and whatever. But I still, I mean, those guys took him to seven. Those Cleveland teams also those last two years weren't so great either, but um, especially the ones without Kyrie. But LeBron and the Lakers, there's so many, there's more parallels than you think. And I think that that is kind of something that is unique, that they're, they're, they're bonded having very similar relationships with the Celtics where it was like the bane of their existence early in their career to which a point where then they eventually kind of started to control that particular relationship. See those Kevin Garnett Celtics teams when LeBron was real young, those guys were not having it. They were like, look, um, we're the older dudes in this league. We've kind of put together our big three, right? And uh, little kid LeBron, as great as he is, he ain't coming in here and doing that to us. I mean, Kevin Garnett was just, he was not, um, he was not intimidated by, he was not respectful of, he had his own thing going on, you know? And those early Celtics teams, I mean, they kind of, they won those battles. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they they basically got him, you know, they, they, Paul Pierce, you know, used to come on this radio station with me all the time and used to talk about how, we made him quit in Cleveland, uh, much to Lindsey's chagrin back then in 2010. Oh. Not buying that, huh, Linz? Oh. No, I mean, it was. She was. I'm sure she was very not very thrilled when he not decided happy to leave. Not huh? Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, but then, you know, dude, I remember that first game when LeBron left Cleveland and they played the Celtics in Boston. I remember walking into... It was... It felt like covering an NBA Finals game. Like, there was that many people there. It was insane. And I remember walking into the Celtics locker room, and I remember having this conversation with both Pierce and, and Perk at times. And I <laughs> and Kevin Garnett is just pacing in the locker room, and he's, like, literally hitting himself in the head, like, hard. And he's just going, F the heat, F the heat, F the heat. And I just looked. I remember Israel Gutierrez was standing next to me, um, who works with us here at ESPN. And uh, I looked at him, and I said, this is just game one of the season. What the <laughs> hell is the rest of the season going to be like? Yeah, uh, it was insane. But you're right; they they hated the, each other. Those groups hated each other, and yeah. um, you know. But LeBron got the last laugh. Well, you know, but fast forward. forward. Fast forward to tomorrow night, though. Yeah. So here are the Lakers now. They're they playing have, well. They have Anthony Davis back, which I yeah. think many of us did not think he'd be back by now. Correct. They've added Rui, which you know yeah. is a longer, taller. Shaq doesn't know, but it's okay. Shaq has no clue who he is. Yeah. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And so for everybody that was on me on Twitter, like, how the hell do you not know who Rui Hashimura is? I'm like, yeah, go ask Charles Barkley if he knows who he is, because he don't know. No, but Charles did know. He oh, just didn't know how to pronounce his name, but he knew who he was. Oh, whatever. Shaq, Shaq don't know. know. Yeah. But, but I also thing. think Shaq could also be putting you on, too. Perhaps. Um, but here's the thing. Tomorrow night, this game, you're playing against the best team in the NBA. You're playing against a team that has the best record in the NBA. You're playing on their floor. And you know, national those fans, TV audience, right? Yeah. Those fans are going to be fired up, you know, and, and if you're the Lakers and if if you think internally, we have enough right now. I'm not sure everybody would agree with that, but you've seen them beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee. Go beat Boston and Boston and then let's have a conversation on Monday about what this team might be able to be. Laura said to rap. We'll finish this next.